If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees, every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. We know the end. We've got some idea what happened in the middle. I want to know about the beginning. When did the switch flip to where the only resolution was to go and kill them all? This is the Piketon Massacre, Return to Pike County. Season 3, Episode 11. I'm Courtney Armstrong, a television producer at KT Studios with Stephanie Lidecker and Jeff Shane. Recently, Stephanie Lidecker, forensic expert Joseph Morgan, and I were invited to speak at an event called CrimeCon in Las Vegas, Nevada. CrimeCon is a large expo event where true crime fans can meet and discuss cases from their favorite crime shows and podcasts. We were honored to attend and were able to record a Q&A on their stage with fans from across the country. George and Billy Wagner have pleaded not guilty to charges of murdering the Roden family. This discussion was meant to serve as a conversation of things we've covered in the podcast and heard from our sources. Because the trials are still upcoming, much of it remains speculation based on the criminal allegations against the accused and their actions. It's important to keep in mind that all parties are innocent until they are proven guilty or enter a guilty plea. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Welcome to a live Q&A episode of the Piketon Massacre. Now, please welcome to the stage, Courtney Armstrong, Stephanie Lidecker, and Joseph Morgan. Yeah. Um, and thank you. To the voice of okay. Courtney Armstrong. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's a lot easier in my closet versus I with all of you, but you're <laughs> such a welcoming audience, and we, again, are just grateful you're here, and I, um, yeah, we are grateful. Yeah, thank you for even being here. <laughs> We're true crime fans, uh, and this particular case, I think, has gotten into our personal DNA in a way I can't quite describe. We have a few questions that people have written in via social media or in various ways. So we were going to ask some of the most popular ones and then we're excited to hear any additional ones. So a lot of people asked, before the arrests happened, what did you think had happened that night to the eight members of the Roden family who were murdered? And is there a difference now after the neighboring family, the Wagners, have been arrested. So, Stephanie? For me personally, when we first got involved with the case, we thought it was the cartel or something nefarious unrelated to the Wagner family or that there was no such thing as a killer mother or that a family could do that to somebody who they knew so well. And they say truth is stranger than fiction, right? So, as it turns out, we might have been wrong. Although this season, I will say, and Joseph, we all, this is all we talk about, there are new theories and there's, you know, new information that we have access to now that kind of shakes a lot of those theories up. We're frankly more confused than ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one thing that uh, I think my opinion is evolving, like Steph said, I also thought it had to be a professional who navigated four different locations in one night for eight people, but as bits and pieces have come out in trials and with different motions back and forth, I'm definitely inch by inch more convinced that the Wagners, they indeed have the right people behind bars. Yeah, uh, I gotta tell you, y'all listen for a second and just, I've had several people ask me this question, actually two since I've been here relative to Piketon. And I think it's an interesting idea. If you're the Wagners, What's that conversation like in a car if you're on the way to four separate locations? Yeah. They were allegedly having murder meetings. Like a, a family of four was enjoying dinner and talking about murdering a family. They yeah, and I got a, a few, uh, I guess a year ago, two years ago, I went up to the crime scenes to take a look in the home that the Wagners had previously occupied. It's this beautiful, green, lush area, and it's this you know, this multi-story yeah, old beautiful. farmhouse with pastures behind it. And, you know, I sat there and I was outside the home and I was thinking, so it's in this home where you've celebrated Christmas and Thanksgiving and everything as a family. And maybe you're sitting around that table and maybe talking about completely and totally ending a familial line at that point in time. Just let that sink in just for a second. And this is a conversation that you're having across the dinner table. And then that, that night, you know, that I know you... You guys and I have talked about it's it's you know for me as an investigator it's it's the timing element. How do you get yeah. this down so that you go from point A to point D and you don't get caught? How is it that you do this? And that has as an investigator it left me scratching my head. And I'm with Steph the first time I heard it. I'm thinking, yeah, this is some kind of organized crime hit. They've come in, they have 
they've, they've angered the wrong person. And I think in this case, they, it looks like they may have angered the wrong family. And not to mention, that's four people. We all follow true crime for a living, right? You guys are here because you have this brain to be able to solve things. Four people sticking to the same story. So grown adults, four of them, allegedly decided to get into a car and go to one house, then go to another house get back in the car, then go to another house, get back in the car. At what point does one of them not say no or enough? We've murdered too many. To get through four locations in one night and to know that it's just potentially people who many say are lovely and never would know it in a million years. You know, we want to be able to spot the boogeyman for ourselves. They don't fit the bill. And in one of our trips, and we've had the benefit of going several times over the years as we've been just can't let this case go, obviously, and we've driven several times from, as Joseph said, yeah. from A to B to C to D. Not that we know the order. No one, no. No one knows what no the one order knows is the order yet. yet. And just, yeah, the consciousness of... Stephanie said, you start the car back up and sit back down, you know, and then to take a longer road because three of the houses are very close together. But then when you go to Kenneth Road and it's more than 10 minutes. So the consciousness, there's there's no spur of the moment. You are simmering in what you've done. Not to mention waking up the next day. All four of them lived together and then woke up the next day, took showers, and then pretended that they were desperate to find out who did it. Had the nerve to talk to press and give interviews and say, we miss these victims. And honestly, that's a hard thing to do also for people just zipping it and not flubbing their alibi. You know, to that point, this, this is one of the things that has chilled me to my bone, and that is when they got up the next morning, this family had essentially been eradicated. However, someone knew that there were two babies that were wallowing yes. in blood, the mother's blood, in that environment, left behind. A five-day-old, yeah. yeah. I mean, can you begin to fathom that? I've seen, you know, I've, I've seen my share of cases in Atlanta, New Orleans, you know, working for the ME in the corner, but I'd, I'd never, you know, when they told me this, you think you've seen a thing or two, but as, as the team began to explain it to me, I began to try to put the pieces together forensically, and of course, the dad in me, the grandpa in me, you know, I began to think about this, and I'm thinking, who, who, who could do this? Who could be this callous? And Joseph... He's done a beautiful job, but, you know, maybe as a death investigator, you can talk a little bit about the types of shots or the amount of shots. Yeah. Yeah, we do have some solid information relative to the number of gunshot wounds that were involved. And there is a, this is not an execution style classically, as Stephanie had pointed out, where you think about somebody kneeling before you and you shoot them in the back of the head. A new mother is essentially shot in the face five times. One of the rounds actually entered her eye. And so that gives you, relative to, to orientation, relative to the victim, to the muzzle of the weapon, they are literally staring down the long axis of the barrel if she was still alive at the point in time. And again, we have not been able to go through the autopsy report in detail, so we don't know where, like, for what wound tracks still have indwelling hemorrhage, which is one of the things that we look at to see if an individual has sustained a postmortem 
or uh, an anti-mortem insult at that point in time. But she was looking down the barrel of this. She's in bed at this moment in time, and the picture that this creates is that an individual has gotten onto the bed or adjacent to the bed and fired directly into her face, that there may have been an awareness. They may have shown up also with flashlights to kind of blind or disorient at that point in time. You can imagine with you're in total darkness, just just for a, a moment, kind of imagine in your mind that you're in total deep sleep and suddenly a flashlight is in your face. There might be screaming involved. Your newborn baby is cradled in your arms immediately adjacent to you. And maybe for a second you see a flash and then your life ends, but it doesn't end simply there because they continue to fire over and over and over again. We've heard terms like homemade silencers being created. And also an interesting little caveat is that we've also heard the term brass catcher. And for those of you that are not familiar with firearms, if you're using a semi-automatic firearm, it's going to eject brass, spent brass. The idea is to catch the brass so that not only are you trying to muffle the sound, because there's not really any such thing as a silencer, it's a suppressor, you're trying to muffle the sound, and then you're trying to catch all of the brass so that you cannot leave anything that can be traced back forensically at that point in time. Because we can look at spent casings along the same line as we do ballistic examinations on spent rounds. It's not quite as accurate. You've got extraction marks, soft brass, but you can tie them back in a general sort of matter to a particular manufacturer. So that's, they came prepared. That's what we're talking about. I have a question right here. Um, so watching Jake Wagner plead guilty in court, did you guys see any kind of nonverbal signs that maybe he was ashamed, had regret? Because I, I think I did, especially when they called out Hannah's name. name. Okay. So you yes. guys do think maybe he's we, had a come-to-Jesus moment in prison. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't. I literally couldn't believe it. And it's funny. You're saying maybe he was showing remorse. Listen, it's it's a facial thing, and, and you can read it different ways. I saw it as a smirk, whatever that means. I don't know. He kind but of I, smiled. Yeah, I, I I found it revolting his reaction. I, I can tell you that. Yeah. And it's just about to heat up because yeah. trials are starting, and we now have new information from Angela. And even Angela Wagner, we now it's very rare. With this, we all know we all worked on the Nancy Grace series together. That's how we met Joseph. So we all were raised in the house of true crime, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, by the best. It is very rare to see that many women involved in a case this violent. It's very rare to see women allowing that level of violence against other women, let alone other mothers, let alone other mothers holding their children. It is a rare thing. And now to know that Angela Wagner was buying silencer equipments at Walmart, looking like just one of us, she looks so normal. Mm -hmm. She's buying silencers for her kids to go murder people. It's unfathomable, really. Yeah, it is. And there's, there was recently a hearing, a Daubert hearing, as it's referred to, and it's kind of the measure of the evidence and the veracity of the evidence or the validity mm -hmm. of the evidence that's being put forward. And it had to do with shoe print evidence. Right. And so what has come out is apparently that mom had gone to Walmart and bought a very specific type of shoe. And again, premeditation, going to thinking about this, what can we buy that's new 
that is not going to be traced back specifically to us because there's no wear patterns. The shoes are, are new at this point in time. It's not like they're worn down. And you can tell somebody can pronate or supinate and all those things we look at in forensic footwear. These are brand new. Maybe they had enough thought about this to go and purchase these shoes. And of course, we've got trials coming up and we'll see how this plays out as it goes forward. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zinn is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zinn won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zinn. Find your Zinn online or in a store near you at zinn.com find. That's zyn.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Bringing it back to those shoes that Angela bought. So just to set uh, the stage and remind people who have listened or inform people who haven't, the accused family, the Wagners, is Mother Angela, late 40s, I believe she's 50 now, Father Billy, and their two sons in their 20s. So just to set the stage. And, you know, Stephanie started talking about how Angela planned and she physically bought stuff for this murder. They have and, her on surveillance at Walmart, yep. buying it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people have asked about all of the mothers involved in this case and, and what our thoughts are. Stephanie, if you want to speak to mothers and how they play into this. What kind of a screwy mother would allow, allegedly, her sons to murder a plan she puts in place then tells them all to zip it so they can all go about their lives. We never heard of a killer family. Again, we're all true crime people. Very rare for a family to kill together. Adults on top of it, who are functional members of the plan. Like, everybody liked them. We heard very nice things about them. And to know that Angela Wagner, by her own admission at this point, was actually the one that planned the whole thing. So if she wants custody of her granddaughter... Her big plan is to make her own sons murder. I won't get Joseph started on this, but <laughs> Joseph's my most, we, we think he's the most interesting person alive for the record. Yep. <laughs> the notion that the authorities, the sheriff specifically, who's currently behind bars for taking bribes in unrelated cases, they moved all of the crime scenes. So we all know if there was a crime happening right this second here, God forbid, the doors would shut, the police would be here, nothing would be touched, right? We would preserve this sacred crime scene. How about the fact that four locations, they literally put the homes on a truck and moved it across town, pretty much guaranteeing that nothing is sacred from a forensic standpoint, which if they had gone to trial, had Jake not confessed... They might have gotten away with it simply because a good lawyer would have said they tampered with evidence. That's when Joseph got involved. When, again, Joseph threw Nancy. We were like, Joseph, this makes no sense. (laughs) And just another thing on the evidentiary handling of these crime scenes, not only were they moved, disrupting everything. Everything. They were then, and this is fact, they then were unguarded. They were completely unguarded. We've spoken to attorneys and journalists who went there and one of the attorneys said, you know, I've been practicing 50 years, do the math on how old I am. He said, I could hop that fence. 
and do what you will with the evidence. So I think all of us are. I'm particularly so curious how that will play out there, in the, in the yeah, trials. There's actually floating around out there uh, a, a photo that's kind of iconic to me where these these trailers, these mobile homes, and when I say mobile home, I'm not talking about like a trailer, like an RV. I'm talking about a mobile home. I, I was at this site. I could see where the thing, it, it was hooked up to septic and, uh, you know, the water pipe. The stubs yeah. are still in the ground. And I'll get back to that in just a second. But the place where these things were deposited, it, it looks like a uh, an old hangar, almost. It's vast area. And there's kind of this iconic photo now where these things are in there and there's a main entrance gate and the gate is cracked open. And someone is on the outside. Now, that's, this violates, from a forensic standpoint, this violates every principle that you guys hear about us talk about here where it comes to security, crime scene security and holding on to the evidence. Exactly. Because you have to be able to preserve the chain. Well, I don't know about you guys, but if I've got four crime scenes which are being housed in a warehouse, I think it's pretty important to be able to, at least at a rudimentary level, to demonstrate that we give a damn about it and we're going to lock the gate. You know what I'm saying? And so that, that's just one of the issues. In when, do you remember what we talked about just a few moments ago where we were talking about gunfire, right? So let's say, for instance, and we've got, I can't do the math off the top of my head. Math's hard. But <laughs> anyway, we've got the math that gives us a huge number of rounds that have been popped off in this, in this house. 32 so, gunshot wounds. 32. And what, what do we talk about all the time? You hear us talk about, pontificate about things and crime scenes. One of the things we talk about is bullet trajectories, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if you're in a mobile home or if a mobile home is being transported, you've got multiple gunshots that have been fired in this, in this environment that's now rolling down the road, bumping up and down the road. And not just that, it's swaying back and forth. Can you tell me, and if I was a defense attorney, I would ask this question. It needs to be asked and answered. Can you, can you guarantee that these walls are still plumb? <laughs> can you give us an idea that when, because you're putting them there not just to secure them, you're putting them there to mm -hmm. examine them in real time, not just to preserve the evidence, but remember what we do as forensic scientists. We're kind of historians in the sense we want to preserve that environment so that it can be documented and presented in court. Well, is this a real and true and accurate representation of what was actually there before they removed it off of the foundations and traveled down these roads? And I got to tell you, and I know they can testify to it. When I say roads, this road is like as what we had to pull over on the side of the road to get, let it's other cars remote. pass. It's yeah. this wide. And you're talking about these narrow little lanes that they're dragging these things down. Look, don't believe me. Go on the internet. There's the pictures of the mobile homes going down the road and being towed. But that's when they got out to the main road. These twists and turns that they're having to take, not to mention, how do you secure anything that was nailed to the wall or that's hung on the wall? That stuff's going to fall off. How do you know that nothing was broken in there? And you can don't. you prove it? Can you demonstrate it? And at the end of the day, that's what the prosecutors are going to have to do. I think this is a big uphill climb for them from an evidentiary standpoint. Let's stop here for another break. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. We'd love to hear any questions. We have a couple of more, but you guys are here. It was all about his little girl so mama could, grandma could finally have her baby girl. Why on earth did he throw everybody else under the bridge? We sobbed. 
Courtney and I have worked together for decades. Yeah. We cried because it was such a stain on humanity that hearing him say I'm guilty, he also apparently has found God in prison and has been reformed and his brother has requested solitary confinement. Religion plays an interesting yeah. role also. We also have heard that they're getting threats behind bars and that that might be part of the reason why he's confessing. And not yep. to mention, apparently, nobody knew when Jake confessed, we're told that his mother, his father, and his other brother had no idea he was going to plead, which really screws them and leaves them with the bag. So he, although was taking the death sentence part off the table, he was also sealing their fate because had they all gone to trial and kept quiet, all of this forensics probably would have been up for conversation and they might have gotten off. Mm -hmm. And interestingly... And this is something that's new since, so as Stephanie said, it was maybe he found religion. Everyone says God is in a lot of prisons because a lot of people (laughs) seem to find religion there. But, you know, and maybe he wanted to save the lives and that's why he testified. But it's become clear in different court motions and different stuff the prosecutor has gone on record that if Jake does not testify to the prosecution's liking and to the extent of what he has agreed to, Guess what? The death penalty is right back on the table for everybody. So. We had never heard of that before. Imagine you, you take a plea agreement, you get your family off of death sentences. However, when you go to trial to testify against them in front of them, which will be the first time they all see each other, eye to eye, will be when Here's. Jake is testifying against them. Bring it up. Do we Hold on, someone is going to yes, you got it. very kindly come... And while that's coming, just thank you for listening. I think we all are just very like-minded and just being justice junkies. We really genuinely, it's not grisly stuff that we enjoy. It's trying to figure out the why and the who. And the truth, yeah. I have a question. um, Hannah Roden is the one that had the baby, correct? And she's the one that had the child with Jake, right? Okay, why, thank God they did, but why do you think that they left the baby alive like wasn't that a point of contention in that family yes it was and this yeah it's a great question it's a great question so part of let me phrase this simply it's such a layered question actually you know as stephanie mentioned custody is a piece of this whether it was the full thing will come out in the wash angela Jake's mother, so this grandmother who P.S. had her grandchildren call her mama and told oh, yeah. told the mothers that you are not their mother. You gave birth, but I am their mother. Just a little hint into the, her mindset. But mm-hmm. why did they leave that baby alive? So they had the three-year-old that they shared, and the Wagners filed for custody of this five-day-old baby saying that will need her sister with her. So it was A, to keep them together. And then one other interesting thing on that is in the event that Hannah Mae died, which of course this poor girl was murdered, 19 years old, then custody would go to Jake. If Jake the father died, custody would not go back to his mother, Hannah Mae. It would go to Angela, the grandmother. And that was with forged documents. And it was a summer of love. Hannah was a young girl, right? She met somebody else. She had a new boyfriend, Charlie Gilly. Interestingly, I've always thought Frankie Roden, the eldest victim's son, was sleeping beside his fiance, 
and the three-year-old is the one that got under the bed, the zombie story. Hannah Gilly was shot five times in the face, which was the second most of any of them. Yeah. And I never understood why. The connection might be, not proven, but this is my theory, personal, is that Hannah Gilly's brother was Charlie Gilly, who was the boy that Hannah Mae was dating and not with Jake anymore. So there is like a legit little love triangle happening here. But at the time of the murders, Jake, like Jake and Hannah were still seeing each other from what we now know. She was keeping things nice. She was doing a lot of social media posting, asking for help. She obviously felt bullied by the Wagner family and by Jake. She probably just wanted to get rid of him, but at the time of the murders, Jake really did believe that five-day-old was his. Yeah. So much so, in the days right after the murders, he filed for custody and they did paternity tests. Yep. So why would he kill her if he thought maybe they could get back together because that baby was his? What is your theory why they gave the, the mother such a great plea deal of 30 years and took away the aggravated murder? Angela. Her oh, plea deal. Oh, good that's one. A good one. Uh, do you want to? Yeah, it's being speculated that Angela was not there that night and that she sent everybody out that night and that she was looking after the grandkids. Because we've been obsessed with that. If like the Jake picked up his daughter outside of their custody plan the day of the murders, by coincidence. Then, that night, they all go out and murder everybody. Who was watching the kids? Anybody who was watching the kids would know that they weren't with the kids the night of the murder, and then, therefore, they should be held accountable. My two cents. It's like been keeping us up at night. Yeah. They found a box, like a, like, a, like a Xerox paper box, that said important stuff on it. And in it was, like, all the evidence. Yeah. Like, literally. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you not get rid of the evidence? And that they were clever enough to do surveillance. They had cameras. They were watching every... They were in every Instagram account, every coming and going. That's kind of when we got involved, too, the idea that the killer dogs that were trained attacked... Um, so that was not uncommon. But the idea that they didn't attack, kind of uncommon, right? So they must have known the assailants. And there wasn't any noticeable forced entry. Joseph can speak more to this. So somebody probably, we think, either had a key or went through a window. They knew the family very well, so the dogs knew them. So that wouldn't be unusual. And if it was the cartel, which was the initial idea, the cartel would have not left anything breathing, including the dogs. They would have killed the dogs, killed the babies. It would have been an assassination in and out as opposed to what we now know to be this enormous overkill. Mm -hmm. Have you thought of this theory? There is no way in the world Angela is going to let these three men go take care of her plot. Who's taking care of the grandkids? Frederica. Yes, that is the question. That's what I believe, too. I'm with you on that. Can you share with us anything new about the grand matriarch Frederica? <gasps> yes. She answered the phone recently when we called. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't speak with us. Yeah. Courtney and I debate this all the time. I'll tell you my side of it. Frederica is the grandmother on the accused side. Mm -hmm. People loved her. They, we've heard very loving things about her, that she was sweet and kind, and she denies that her family is involved still. However, Courtney's heard quite the opposite. And I mean, listen, there's two, there's two sides to every coin, right? And, and yes, Frederica did do 
altruistic things for the community. So that is true. Also true <laughs> is that um, she had quite a bit of land. And so people would rent land and they would say, okay, so by the time, and they'd make payments like on a car, the theory being, okay, when you pay us the X amount, that house is yours, you own it. Well, cut to, this happened over and over. She'd pull it out right at the end. Oh, you missed a payment or whatever small thing. And she was stealing back these people's homes. <laughs> so that's a matter of fact, yeah. too. That's not speculation. In the land of speculation, though. After they oh, yeah. pled guilty, if you found out any kind of scoop as to her response. She says that she still doesn't believe it. And we have called her directly and her family members directly. But one thing was, because she was quite vocal, Frederica, in the press, and she has, I believe this is fact, has not spoken to the press since the plea deals. But we've spoken, as Steph said, to people who are very close with her. She wears that black veil, like, right out of central casting, too. You know, she wears a black veil like the godmother. She goes to court. She looks so docile, like the sweetest little grandmama you could ever wish for. Meanwhile, she's allegedly, you know, raised up a generation of murderers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. This has been CrimeCon 2022. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Please email us if you have a question real time. We really do try to listen and respond within the yep. episode. So if something pops up, we, were, we would like to stay and engaged. If you're enjoying the Pikes and Massacre, listen to our other hit series, Crazy in Love. New episodes air every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. For more information and case photos, follow us on Instagram at KT underscore studios. The Piketon Massacre is produced by Stephanie Lidecker, Jeff Shane, Chris Graves, and me, Courtney Armstrong. Editing and sound design by Jeff Twa. Music by Jared Aston. Audio mixing by Ken Novak. The Piketon Massacre is a production of KT Studios and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. We'd love for you to join us at CrimeCon's next big event. More details to come on our website. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? 
M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of Peanut Butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.